Welcome back to the Australian Rotary Health Podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. I'm Jessica Cooper and today on episode 29, I will be having a chat with Dr. Angela Nicholas about her PhD research findings. Dr. Angela Nicholas is a research fellow in the Centre for Mental Health at the University of Melbourne. In 2018, Angela was awarded an Ian Scott PhD scholarship from Australian Rotary Health for her project, Building a Suicide Prevention Campaign Targeted at Family Members and Friends of Those at Risk of Suicide. Dr. Nicholas's research informed the Hashtag You Can Talk National Social Media Suicide Prevention Campaign, which is now being promoted by some of Australia's leading mental health and suicide prevention organisations. We will be diving into the research behind this campaign on today's episode. So thank you so much, Angela, for joining me on our podcast today. It must be very exciting to, to be back in the office and, and recently completed your PhD. Yes, first day back in the office, very exciting. And uh, I actually just graduated last Friday. So oh, wow. it's a really good time to have this conversation. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah, that must be such a relief after so many years of work. It, it, yeah, it is to have good to have it, it tied up and to have this conversation and to be able to put some some more of that research out there to the public. Yeah. Well, um, I guess some of our, our audience may have already been exposed to the hashtag You Can Talk campaign um, since it came out in 2019. But I guess for those people who haven't seen or heard about it, um, can you tell us a bit about what that campaign is about? Mm. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, You Can Talk is an Australian uh, social media suicide prevention campaign. Um, It came about because uh, Beyond Blue wanted to create a campaign that would encourage family members uh, and friends of people who might be thinking about suicide to better identify that they might be having those thoughts and then to know what to do. Um, since we developed the, the messages and the campaign, um, You Can Talk, in addition to Beyond Blue, now has nine partner organisations. And as you mentioned, those are some really big Australian mental health and suicide prevention organisations. Um, so like Are You OK, Lifeline and Headspace, for example. Um, and the idea is that those partners have been putting out consistent suicide prevention messages through their social media using the hashtag you can talk. Um, but also on each of the, the partner websites, they've put aside some pages uh, to provide resources to people who might be wanting to help a family member or friend who they're worried is thinking about suicide. So for example, if you uh, search Beyond Blue and you can talk, you'll get straight to resources about how to have a conversation with someone you're worried about, what to do if they're not okay, the warning signs for suicide, and also really importantly, how to look after yourself while supporting someone um, who is thinking about suicide. So yeah, the simplest thing is to search hashtag you can talk in your web browser or on social media apps and you can see uh, what that campaign looks like. Yeah, well, that's such an important campaign and and so good that it's on social media where so many people can see it. Um, Yeah, I I know that um, when putting out a social media campaign for suicide prevention, I I guess it can be quite a sensitive subject as well. Um, So it's important to make sure that you are sending out the right messages. 
I, I guess, how did your PhD research assist in making sure that this campaign was based on evidence and was helpful rather than harmful? Yeah, so it is really important to get the, the messaging right, not only so that it's uh, sensitive, but also so that it, it has the most impact. Um, so my PhD work um, had five studies in it. So we were able to, we spent a year really looking at um, different ways to approach this question of what would be the most effective um, and appropriate suicide prevention messages for this campaign. So we started out by doing a study where we asked um, people who had thought about suicide in the past, people who had provided support to someone who had thought about suicide in the past, and also suicide prevention professionals, what they thought should go into this campaign. And then we did a, a smaller study where we asked uh, people who had thought about or attempted suicide in the past, uh, when they were thinking about suicide, how did people support them and what was most helpful, but also what was most unhelpful because sometimes people don't do quite do the right thing, whether they mean to or not. Um, so from those studies, we were able to kind of build up an evidence base for what people uh, really should be doing and maybe shouldn't be doing when they're trying to help someone at risk of suicide. And then the biggest uh, part of the research was a national telephone survey of Australian adults. So we talked to over 3,000 Australian adults and we uh, asked a whole series of questions, but really importantly, we asked them how they would intend to help someone who was thinking about suicide. And then we asked people who had actually thought about suicide in the last year how those people close to them had helped them. And then we asked anyone who had provided help to someone at risk of suicide what they had done um, to help that person. So we were able then to the, look at the difference between what we were recommending that people do and don't do and what people were doing and weren't doing and then uh, to, to see the difference. And then the suicide prevention uh, campaign messages, the UK can talk campaign messages were then aimed at those gaps. Uh, so that sounds simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly sounds like it was a lot of work, but yeah, it sounds like you've learned a lot from it. Yeah. Absolutely, so much, yeah. Um, I guess as well, like there has been a lot of research done in, in the area of suicide prevention in the past. What makes mm -hmm. your research different from, from this research? Um. Well, particularly in relation to suicide prevention media campaigns, they tend not to be based on this type of research. So they do tend to be based on some research, but research that's more global and general. So this method that we've used of doing a series of studies, particularly aimed at developing these messages is really new. Mm -hmm. um, and so really uh, finding out what the local needs are for suicide prevention campaigns is really new. and. Uh, I've been in contact from researchers from several other countries um, who are really interested in replicating this research in other countries. Um, what else is novel and I think really important about this research is that we did include all those perspectives. So we've got in there people who have thought about suicide, people who've supported people at risk of suicide, suicide prevention 
professionals, but also people just from the general public who haven't been exposed to that suicide risk yet. Um, and we've asked all of them about what, what they do uh, or should be doing to help someone at risk of suicide. And so I think all those using all those perspectives is really new and also really important. The other thing is that while there is a lot of uh, suicide prevention research out there, that uh, research that focuses on suicide prevention from the community, um, so from kind of untrained community members, is really important and growing, but still quite underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think research that helps Australians feel more confident to know that they can help someone they love who might be thinking about suicide um, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it sounds like you've really gone in all directions to to find out all of the perspectives. We tried, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really covered all the bases. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I guess um, from from this research, what were some of the main key findings that you found? I think one of the the most important things from that uh, study I mentioned where we asked people who had um, been at risk of suicide in the past what was helpful and unhelpful, I just found it really interesting that the key thing there was that more than anything, people just wanted someone who would talk to them, listen to to how they were feeling um, and just kind of be there. And so despite all of the the other important findings that come out of that research, I think that's just really important for all of us to know. Mm. Um, We also found that Australians really do want to help and often do help when they're worried about someone close to them who might be thinking about suicide. Um, And they do a lot of really great things like talking and listening and asking how they can help. Um, but fewer people take those next steps, uh, first of all, to maybe get that person to professional help, like by helping them make an appointment with their GP or maybe even taking them to their GP. And fewer people, again, take further steps when they're worried about someone they're close to um, by asking them, are they actually having suicidal thoughts or thinking about harming themselves? Mm. Uh, and I think these are things we can get better at. Um, I think it was also really interesting that there are still a substantial number of Australians who really fear that they can make things worse if they try to help or by mentioning the word suicide, they can somehow make the other person start thinking about it. Um, and these these are things we, we really don't believe are, are true. And as I said, by just being willing to have the conversation, you're doing something good and you're unlikely to cause harm. Um, So I think that those are really, really interesting things to understand. Uh, And it shows that people are starting to really think about their own role in suicide prevention um, and there are definitely ways that we can get better at it. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of yeah important information there. And I guess, you know, from all of that, are there any tips that you can provide for anyone who may know someone who is having thoughts of suicide? Yeah, well, my first tip, of course, um, would be to do that search I mentioned. So to, to put hashtag you can talk into your browser um, and that will take you to some really great information. Um, and it might be a good idea if you've been th- worried about a friend or someone from your family and you want to have that conversation but you're not feeling confident, it might be a really good idea to go and read some of that information even before you have the conversation just so you can be feel confident and also to maybe have some strategies in mind of how you broach that, that conversation. Some of those organisations also have helplines where you can actually 
call and get help for yourself if you want to support someone else. So obviously those helplines offer help to anyone who might be thinking about suicide themselves, but some of them will also offer help and support to you if you're trying to help someone else. Um, I guess, again, just to reiterate that even though we talk about in the You Can Talk campaign about things that we recommend people do and don't do, that the most important thing to remember is it's if someone that you're close to that you're worried about, that the best thing you can do is just to start a conversation, um, to listen, uh, to talk, to ask how you can help. You might, um, you know, you might start by just saying, oh, you don't really seem like you're yourself and I'm a bit worried about you. Is something going on? Just finding a way to have that conversation. Um, and then just being, being there for them, checking in, including them, uh, maybe suggest that they talk to their GP if they're really not travelling very well and the GP can then facilitate them to maybe talk to someone else. Um, I think the worst thing that we can do is to just ignore a loved one's distress because we feel uncomfortable to have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for providing those tips. I'm sure they'll be very helpful for people, um, yeah, who have someone in their life like that. Um, mm. I guess as well, um, what would you say are the main take-home messages that you would like people to remember that have come out of this research? Mm. So one thing I haven't talked about yet is the way people talk about their suicidal thoughts. So it's actually really relatively uncommon for someone to come to you and say, I've been thinking about suicide, can you help me, uh, unfortunately. Um, so we need to know what the kind of warning signs are and how. what are the other ways that people can communicate their suicide risk, and then we need to know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so in addition to those signs of depression that I think most of us are now kind of familiar with, um, like low mood or sadness, social withdrawal, maybe not functioning at work or at home or at school or university, whatever that might be. Um, there can be other signs of suicide risk and they can be a little bit less obvious. So even things like if a loved one is drinking or alcohol or taking drugs or undertaking other risky behaviours that are a bit out of character for them, also, um, people who are thinking about suicide can talk about their suicidal thoughts in a less direct way. So they might say things are like, oh, you know, in some way that things are so bad and they can't imagine that they'll ever get better. So really indicating that they really feel helpless or, hope, uh, sorry, hopeless about the future. Um, or, or saying things like that people around them would be really better off without them for example so people who are thinking about about suicide contended it to feel a burden to the people around them even if people are worried about them so that they can communicate that um, it's not always straightforward and sometimes those signs are easy to miss um, and some of those those websites that I talked about do go more into um, providing some information for warning signs you can look out for so I think that's really important um, take-home message from this but also previous research that those warning signs are, are not always someone just telling you that they're thinking about suicide. Um, 
I guess the other thing is once you've started the conversation with someone you're worried about, um, that it's important to take those next steps to encourage professional help and to ask questions about suicide risk. And they might that might be uh, things, uh, talking about it in a way that you're comfortable with, like do you ever think of harming yourself, finding a way. So our research showed that people are not really doing that as often as we would like them to do and it's something that we can get better at. Um, I especially encourage men and young men to be willing to have those conversations uh, with their mates because, sadly, um, suicide is is more common among men and younger men, middle-aged and men, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it, yeah, it certainly sounds like, yeah, that there's so much that you have, um, yeah, learnt from this this research and, and it sounds like it, it's very important. And um, do you, what kind of implications do you think that this research may have um, going forward for suicide prevention? Yeah, so I mentioned before that um, suicide prevention campaigns uh, often aren't based on such a specific um, and extensive methodology. So I hope that that, will, that methodology will start to be adopted to, to ensure that we really are putting the most effective suicide prevention messages out there. Uh, and as I mentioned, it is getting um, interest from some other countries like uh, Austria, Iran, Ghana are all places that I've talked to people in, which is really exciting. So um, they're talking about replicating some of the research in those countries. Um, so I feel like the myth has really started something. Um, and of course, I hope that it will result in more effective suicide prevention campaigns. But most importantly, I think it will help Australians um, to be mindful um, of keeping an eye on their family and friends, keeping an eye out for risks of suicide, signs of, of suicide risk, um, and then knowing how to start those conversations and what to do. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been really great to, to hear about, yeah, what you've done so far. And I guess are, are there other plans to continue this research as well? Of course, <laughs> of course, uh, um, I, I'd love to and I am already doing that. Obviously, doing something like this, you become very passionate about it and you really believe in it. Um, and also it just creates more questions and more things that you want to understand. So um, as I mentioned, there's an international appetite for some of this work and I hope that I'll be continuing to be involved in that. Mm. Um, one thing I'm really interested in that I flagged before is suicide communication. So that's how people communicate to others when they're thinking about suicide. So telling someone directly I'm thinking about suicide or I'm having suicidal thoughts is really rare. Um, so I want to know how else they indicate that they are thinking about suicide when they're not kind of saying it out loud or not mm -hmm. saying it directly. Um, how can we know that they're thinking about suicide and then respond the best way we can? I think there's also a lot of potential to use big data like social media data to understand how people are communicating their suicide risk online. And we know that people do that relatively um, frequently. Um, and then there might be technological solutions for trying to get those people some help. So, for example, like bots that could detect certain language and trigger a helping, uh, a helping response. Um, there's just so much potential. Yeah, yeah, it certainly sounds like it. And, and that's, yeah, there's so much that can be done in the social media space, I'm sure. So, that, yeah, yes. that sounds so important. 
Um, I know that, yeah, suicide prevention is something that's close to a lot of people's hearts, especially our Rotarians, who are some of our main supporters. Are you able to explain the importance of continuing to fund research in the mental health space, um, particularly research that's focused on preventing suicide? Sure, and I, should, uh, I just want to say that I, um, because my research is really about how people in the community can help um, their loved ones who are thinking about suicide, I spent a lot of time um, going out and talking to Rotarians about, about this research and I was always welcomed so warmly and people always had really interesting questions and they were always really interested to have this conversation with me. So I was really grateful to be able to do that, to meet a, a lot of people from uh, not just Victoria where I am, but I got to travel to South Australia, for example, and, and talk to Rotarians about this. Um, but in terms of why it's important to keep doing this and other suicide prevention research, uh, I mean, sadly, the Australian suicide rate has grown over the last decade. Um, and there is a lot of really great suicide prevention research and work going on. It's a really dedicated um, and enthusiastic community. Um, but there are clearly things that we're not doing as well as we could because the suicide rate keeps um, increasing. And I think suicide prevention research really needs to range from focusing on the global, like improving suicide prevention media campaigns, which we do a lot here in the Centre for Mental Health, um, but down to the, the individual, so making sure that people who are thinking about suicide who, or who've maybe attempted suicide get really good help so that they don't um, continue down that path and maybe try again. Um, another thing that I haven't mentioned yet that is really important that came out of our research is that almost 40% of those 3,000 Australians who we surveyed um, had known someone in the last year who was in severe distress or thinking about suicide. Mm -hmm. And that just really shows that over our lifetime, there's a very good chance that we will need to help someone close to us who's thinking about suicide. Um, and I really strongly believe that all of us have a role in helping family and friends at risk of suicide. And research uh, needs to invest in understanding how people communicate their suicide risk to others um, what we can best do to help. And then we need to work to educate the community to make sure that we're, we're doing that as best we can. Uh, I think there's some good suicide prevention education out there, but that it could be better. Um, and more people who are thinking about suicide will tell their family and friends than they will tell a professional. Um, so we all need to become better kind of suicide prevention experts. Yeah. So there's certainly space there for people who want to make a donation um, to suicide prevention research. That can certainly go a long way and there's still so much more that we need to know. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's helped me to, to do my PhD and um, to do this work and I really hope that this work will have a lot of implications for a lot of years to come. Hmm. Yeah, well, it has been really great um, talking about your research today, Angela, and yeah, so many um, yeah, interesting findings there that can be really helpful for people. Um, and yeah, I guess that's what we really like to see from this research, you know, seeing, yeah, directly how that can can help people and, and go out into the community. So so thanks again for joining me. And, and I guess before we wrap up, was there anything else that you'd like to add today? 
thanks so much for having me and thanks for, to Australian Rotary Health for, for supporting me through the scholarship and to all those people, Rotarians I've met along the way um, for their support. I guess just to really reiterate again to head to some of those websites and get yourself educated if you're listening to us today. So search You Can Talk um, on social media or online um, because there's a very good chance in the next year or in the next few years that one of your family members or friends will find themselves in distress or thinking about suicide. Uh, And then you'll know what to do and where to go to get yourself some help if you need it um, and to help you to become the most effective helper that you can be. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much once again. It's been really great to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. That was the 29th episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It's always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important suicide prevention research like Angela's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time. Thank you.